Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. And a big good morning to everyone and welcome back after a very long weekend. I'm your host, Phil Evans, coming at you live from our 3CR studios in Nam, also known as Melbourne, and want to pay our respects to all the traditional owners out there um, and all their elders, past, present and emerging, um, and hope everyone had a really good long weekend. I certainly did. Um, today is a pretty exciting show. We're going to have a chat about all things nuclear, especially focusing in on South Australia, where in just a moment we're going to talk to um, Mara Bonacci from the South Australian Conservation Council. And then later on in the show, we're going to cross live up to the world-famous Rad Tour um, and see what they've been up to as they journey into the heart of the nuclear industry in Australia. But first up... I uh, wanted to have a chat with Mara Bonacci from the Conservation Council in South Australia. Mara, are you there? I am. Hi, Phil. Oh, fantastic. Uh, probably the first time I've ever got someone live to the earth without, the, without <laughs> some sort of stuff up. <laughs> it's a win. Yes, it's a big win. Speaking <laughs> of, of big wins, last year came the great news um, back in November that the International Waste Dump was defeated, another big win um, for anti-nuclear campaigners in South Australia. But the threat of the nuclear industry and a waste dump is still there, isn't it? That's right. That was the proposal that was driven by the Labor Weatherall government that's no longer in um, power here in South Australia as of 17th of March. So that one's knocked off as a result of the um, Indigenous people mostly at the citizens during saying a big loud no. And Jay Weatherall listened, which was fabulous um and he but we've still got the threat of the federal radioactive waste dump proposal um jay weatherall when he was still premier wrote to malcolm turnbull saying that he should give indigenous people a right of veto Mm. over all these sorts of proposals and there was no response and now he's not the premier anymore so i don't think there will be one i want to get to the election in a moment but um for the listeners at home can we unpack what what's the major difference between an international dump and a national dump Well, the international dump proposal came out of a royal commission driven by the um, then state Labor government here in South Australia, looking into all aspects of the um, nuclear fuel um, cycle, or as we call it, nuclear fuel cycle. Um, (laughs) And that was looking at mining, processing, waste and power. And it was the, the, the Royal Commission was really quite stacked with pro-nuclear people. And despite that, it came up with the fact that um, all three of those things were just not economically viable. But they thought that potentially the importation of international high-level waste was potentially a money spinner. Now, that um, Australia doesn't have nuclear power. We don't produce any high-level radioactive waste at all in Australia. So it would be importing it from countries overseas who would 
theoretically pay to use Australia or South Australia as its dumping ground and pay for it. So, yeah, ka-ching, basically, was the idea. I mean, it sounds um, like madness. <laughs> It's absolute madness. There's actually no high-level waste dump um, in the world that's um, functional. There was one in America called the WIP in New Mexico, and that sprung a leak and they had to close it down. Mm, so if fine. nowhere else in the world can get it right to manage their own waste, why should South Australia bring it in? But the Indigenous people here have had a massive history of nuclear stuff between, you know, the Maralinga and Amy Field bomb tests, the, um, you know, the mines, a threat. This is a second federal radioactive waste dump um, proposal we're facing um, over the last 20 years and um, people said no and so at least that one knocked, got knocked off the table which is fantastic but then moving on to the federal proposal, this is the federal government's been trying to find a site for Australia's radioactive waste for over 20 years um, now that's low and intermediate level waste um, and they've been trying to find a site for 20 years um, years ago the um, Cooper Peter Kunga Judah won a campaign, they fought strong and hard and the Mike Rand government at the time said no and stood up to the federal government um, which was really great and that got knocked off the table and then so they moved it up to Muckety long story short, nine years later we won that and then the government changed its tactic and instead of like throwing a dart at a map to find a site they went let's have a volunteer nom- a voluntary nomination process for a site. So landholders across Australia were invited to nominate their land um, to host a radioactive waste facility for Australia's low and intermediate level waste. 28 sites around the country got nominated. We don't know all of those, but mm. six got shortlisted and uh, three of those were in South Australia. It got narrowed down to Bandiuta or Wallabadina Station in the Flinders Ranges um, and it's still a current proposal but then since then the nomination process is still open but then since then two more sites in Kimber um, got nominated so we've got three sites being looked at currently in South Australia and there's um, rumblings of two more nominations around the country one at Brewarina in New South Wales and the other one in Leonora neither of those have been nominated yet Um, so the government's just desperately trying to find a site and the nuclear movement Australia-wide is saying, well, do we really need one? Because that that question has never really been answered. Mm, For sure. What is it about South Australia that makes it so um, allegedly attractive for a nuclear waste dump? I think it's a little bit out of sight, out of mind. We've got ports, it's miles away. Like, it's not a high population density in a lot of the remote areas, and that's where they're trying to um, place these things. But it's... Well, nothing short of insane, really. The Flinders site, for example, it's um, got a really strong Indigenous community with the Atamanta people. The area is just littered with um, artefacts and Indigenous history and culture and heritage. It's just gobsmacking out there. Um, Everyone should have a chance to go and see it, and Jamila will tell you more about later because she's up there on the RAD tour at the moment. Um, But the area is also a flood zone, subject to seismic activity. Um, And when you think about the fact that they want to do, you know, permanent disposal of the low-level waste and above-ground interim storage of the intermediate-level waste in a flood zone with tectonic activity is just, just crazy. It makes no sense at all. Um, and we would like to argue that they keep it at Lucas Heights, where they produce it.
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've seen the term radioactive racism being thrown around, and it certainly sounds like uh, that um, traditional owners are being um, unduly punished in this process. Can you unpack what what it means, what that term means, radioactive racism? Uh, Yeah, well, the history of Australia's search for a a radioactive waste facility site is always on, I mean, the whole country is, indig- is Indigenous land, as Absolutely. all 3CR listeners know, but, I mean, the areas they target have got high Indigenous populations, are quite um, regional and or remote, and um, it, it just always seems to be targeting Indigenous community. In, when the Muckety um, was a proposed site, they were saying to the people of Tennant Creek, the nearest town, that oh, we'll pave some roads and you can have a school that goes all the way through to year 12 um, if you accept this waste dump. So they're kind of getting bribed. We all in cities and other places in Australia get, you know, paved roads and high schools. And these people are like, well, you have to send your kids away to finish their education unless you accept a, race, a waste dump site. It's clearly racist. There's no respect for Indigenous culture. The Adnamantha people for example, in Flinders have been saying no right from the start at the um, Demantha Traditional Lands Association, which are the responsible body for those people, um, have been saying no loud and strong right from the start. But they haven't been heard. They're, they're not being listened to and the government just keeps on trying to, you know, use their typical divide and conquer tactics and spreading a whole lot of misinformation um, to try and push it through. But, yeah, it always lands on Aboriginal land and you know, people being divided and stressed, and it's it, it's really terrible. It 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 is all 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 such a terrifying and um unhorrible mess um to to hear all the 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 terrifying ideas of putting uh, nuclear waste all over the uh, the South Australian desert. Um, one thing I know that's changed recently in South Australia is the government. You alluded to it before, um, saying I was think it was the seventeenth of March. The government changed. That's right. Um, I'm wondering, yeah. uh, we've got about five minutes left, but I was wondering if you could unpack for me, does that put at threat uh, the uh, re-emergence of the idea of an international waste dump? No, it doesn't. The Liberal government, fortunately, came out pretty strong saying no to an international waste dump. Oh. All parties agreed to that. So I think I think we're okay with that one. I mean, some of us refer to it as dormant, not dead, because you can, you know, you can never be sure that these things won't pop up, pop up again. But Stephen Marshall, the new Liberal Premier, has said no to that, which is great. But then he has said that he won't fight the national... Um, facility proposal by the federal government, which is despite in 2000, then Liberal government bringing in the um, Radioactive Waste Prohibition Act in South Australia, which is state legislation that bans um, radioactive waste dumps in South Australia. But he's not at this stage going to um, stand up for the legislation. So it was a really poor result on, uh, from our um, perspective on the election and we're quite, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a strong battle ahead. But today is the due date for a Senate inquiry. So mm-hmm. um, I'd just like to use a minute, if I could, to encourage people to get online and do a quick submission. Um, so Rex Patrick from the Nick Xenophon team, who took Nick Xenophon's um, federal Senate seat, um, in December last year started making noises about the flawed and divisive process that is currently the search for a radioactive waste dump site. Um, and he's um, and he put forward a few months ago a Senate inquiry which got passed and it's due today um, looking into the, the, the site selection process into the radioactive waste facility and this is a really important time for people to have their say. Um, so people can write their own in, 
um, wrote write their own submissions. Um, if, if you go to conservationsa.org.au slash nuclear, um, you can click on a link there to find all the information on the government website. But there's also a link there to an online submission. It takes 30 seconds, um, and you can use a pre-formatted text or edit, um, or edit and put in your own words on that if you like as well. But if we could get lots more applica- um, submissions in, that would be fantastic. So you could either go to conservationsa.org.au slash nuclear to find that or on Facebook, go to the Say No to Nuclear Facebook page. Fantastic. Um, what we'll do as well is we'll put the links up to that um, on the podcast that'll be up a bit later today and we'll have that available on the Friends of the Earth Melbourne uh, Facebook page. We'll share that just after the show and make sure we tweet that out. So check out the social medias. 20 or the rest of the day to uh, to make your voice heard on this critical issue to uh, stop a nuclear waste dump in uh, in South Australia. Mara, I want to thank you for That's coming right. on the show today. Um, and it's not that we... <laughs> thank you so much, Phil. No Have worries. a good day. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. That was uh, Mara Bonacci from the Conservation Council in South Australia. Um, and don't forget, we'll put up the links to um, get your submission in that process as well. Uh, by the end of the day. Um, we'll put that up on the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page and also on Twitter. And as you said, you can check it out on conservationsa.org.au forward slash nuclear to find out more. Coming up in a moment, we're going to cross live up to the radioactive exposure tour, the RAD tour. Um, but first, we'll hear a couple of community servants' announcements. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts, and so do we. They're a bargain at $20 for adults and $15 for kids, and come in black, white, grey, and a cool light blue. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street, or order by phoning 9419-8377. Or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. Why do you reckon people should subscribe to 3CR? Because I think we have more awesome music shows than anywhere else. And they're niche and they're interesting and they're adventurous. Face here, the perfect companion in your car on your road trip. If you're on digital, Mm. no tram interference. Mm. But if you're streaming, there's no tram interference. No. That's true. But if you like tram interference, is always the AM. The AM, old school. (laughs) You know, some people like the crackle on vinyl. Well, some some people like noise music. Experimental Mm -hmm, noise music. mm -hmm, To subscribe to 3CR, unwaged is $35. Yes. yes. Waged? 75 And solidarity? One pity. One pity. That's pretty reasonable to help keep 3CR on air. Call 3CR 94198377 and... Subscribe. Subscribe today. Subscribe now. Like in Canada and in Australia, they cannot discharge tailings directly into the riverways. But in Pogara, they discharge their tailings in the waterways and they kill us and they say it's okay. You are just being killed for trespassing. 
subscribe to 3CR, bringing you voices and opinions the mainstream media don't dare touch. They have the exclusive right to extract the mineral below six feet, but that exclusive right does not permit them also to kill people. Who does the killing? The company has uh, specially arranged security forces. Subscribe today. Call 9419 8377. And you're back on Dirt Radio. I'm Phil Evans coming at to you for, live from the 3CR studios. Um, if you haven't already, jump on and subscribe. So important to do so. Um, just before the break, we were talking to Mara Bonacci from the Conservation Council of South Australia about uh, the proposed national waste dump uh, that um, is still around and still a present threat. Um, but now we're kind of excited and I'm hoping they're ready to go. They were just pulling over on the side of the road as they uh, drive right into the heart of the nuclear industry in Australia. Um, going to go to the RAD tour and hopefully on the line we've got Jamila from Friends of the Earth. Uh, Jamila, are you there? G'day. Um, it is crunchy, but I'm also here with Jamila, so you get two for one. Oh, hey, crunchy. How are you going? Hey, good. Yeah, we are just... um. Heading down towards the Olympic Dam uranium mine this morning. Um, We've been camping out in the beautiful sand dunes around Woomera. Um, Had quite a full-on day yesterday seeing some of the sights of the bizarre town that is Woomera, like Mm -hmm. the missile park there and the um, former detention centre site, and Mm -hmm. it's just one of those very strange, out-of-the-way places where a lot of Australia's shame seems to hide. Sure, it must be an emotional mm. roller coaster out there. Um, how is everyone doing? Um, everyone keeping up on the heat and all that? Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it is really huge for people. Um, I've been out here a couple of times and so I have a little bit of that preparation, but I think it's it's just when you come out and you uh, you see the industry firsthand, the nuclear industry, and then also all these other you know, shameful things that are put out of sight, out of mind, supposedly in the um, the outback. And then, yeah, people are confronted. Yesterday we went to the Woomera Cemetery where there's a lot of children and um, babies, which it's not con- you know, absolutely confirmed, but there's a lot of evidence to show that they were victims of the fallout from the Maralinga bomb test back mm. in the 50s, which were around not far from this area. Um, Yeah, and so it's just, it is a lot to process and I think everyone on the trip is just, yeah, taking it in and reflecting on where to next in their own lives and organising. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's uh, quite a um, a packed house. I think the the tour sold out again this year. Um, Who... who who does go out on the RAD tour? Is it um, only academics and activists or is it other people as well? It's a big mix. Um, yeah, we've got, like, I, I was chatting to someone the other day and they said they heard about it through, like, Rough Trade. They just saw a post huh. and then they thought, oh, this sounds interesting. Um, so there's, yeah, students, um, people are already pretty active, people who are just had that spark of curiosity, I guess, and then thought, I want to go and check this out and learn more, and then hopefully we'll become activists. <laughs> well, we're all activists in our own way, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I might. Um, I'll give. I'll let Jamila have a little bit of an input on that as well, because um, you know she's right at the heart of 
the ACE crew and the recruiting. Sure, for sure. That's the ACE Nuclear Free Collective, um, part of Friends of the Earth Melbourne. And it the is. wonderful Jamila. Jamila, are you there? Hi, Bill. Yes, I'm here. How oh, you going? fantastic to speak to you. <laughs> You too. <laughs> um, we were talking um, with Crunchy about um, who is on the tour. It's more than just um, activists and academics, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's like such a great diverse mix. Um, yeah, I think Crunchy was saying there's people who have never been exposed before and then there's people who've been in the movement and, are, you know, people who've been around for decades and are legends. And um, we're also being joined all along the way by traditional owners um, who have been... Um, long-standing um, opponents of the nuclear industry because of the destruction it's caused to community and to country. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we were joined by Uncle Kevin Buzzacott, um in Adelaide before we went out, who's an absolutely legendary Arabana elder, um, and we'll be camping on his country tonight at Lake Air. So that was pretty special. Um, and we're also going to be meeting up with um, the Mackenzies out at Wilpena Pound and... Um, travelling through the Flinders Ranges. And I think you were talking to Mara this morning about some nuclear waste dump plans. So we'll be hearing about that and the plans um, to dump waste in the Flinders Ranges um, and what the resistance has been like in those communities. So, yeah, that's a really important part of the trip is meeting those incredible people on the front line. Sure. And you're almost halfway through, I think, the tour now. So what sort of places are coming up um, after the Flinders Ranges? Well, so we're heading to Arabana country tonight. So we're going to, we're actually just midway to Roxby Down. So oh. we'll be getting a facilitated um, visit to the Olympic Dam uranium mine hosted by BHC and um, <laughs> have an opportunity to ask some challenging questions. Um, and from there, tomorrow morning, we'll visit the Mound Springs, which is some precious ecosystems where the Great Artesian Basin meets the surface. Um, in Arabana land, which have been really badly affected by the use of water from the Olympic Dam uranium mines. Mm. We'll be visiting some of those spots. Um, and we'll actually be meeting with some folk up in um, Lee Creek who are fighting a different battle and connecting with them with plans to frack um, in some of that country. And we've got some quick callers on the tour as well, so we'll ha- hopefully be able to have an opportunity to share some... Um, yeah, contacts and stories from the Lock the Gate campaign and the fracking ban, ga- fracking ban campaign in Victoria. For sure. Wow. Well, it's... After that, yeah, it's action-packed, never a dull moment. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. And um, I know that you've got a rather special inanimate uh, guest on the tour. How, <laughs> how is that going? <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, having the Nobel Peace Prize in on the tour has certainly been a hot topic of conversation. Um, to help us get some definitely more mainstream media interest in what we're doing. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really remarkable and I think really special for particularly folks from ICANN to be able to take that medal out and show it to the people that have been fighting for it for so long. Um, so, yeah, visiting people who've been speaking out about bomb tests and um, the really sordid military history of this land and kind of sharing it and sharing that amazing achievement and drumming up more interest in the treaty and, you know, that kind of pushing for that for Australians to sign on and their government to take a stand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got a couple of minutes left. Uh, is there 
What 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 do, what has been the highlight thus far on the tour for everyone involved? Highlight so far, crunchy. It's a tough one. Um, thinking <laughs> the food. Yeah, the I reckon food. the food has definitely been a highlight. Um, we've got some like amazing crew from Adelaide who sourced a whole bunch of great food for donations. So I would say like. 90% of the food that we're eating on tour has been donated by some really generous people from Melbourne, from Adelaide, um, and, of course, the Soul Food Co-op. Um, but, yeah, and we just have a solid team and people are learning as they go. And, yeah, I think definitely food is a good bonding experience and it's nourishing and it's delicious. And, yeah, yeah, there's definitely been some very good collective work into making that happen. It's just such a pleasure and a privilege to watch the amazing work as everyone is travelling around. And um, I've been personally loving the microblogging going on on the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page. So um, please keep the post coming. (laughs) Yes, we will. And we're also doing the Instagram as well. So for Melbourne on Instagram. And I think ICANN Australia have been doing some pretty special work on their social media too. So we're all trying to keep people in the loop as we go. Sure. So if people are keen to keep up and um, see what is unfolding as it continues over the next couple of days, then they can jump onto the Friends of the Earth Melbourne Facebook page or Instagram, as you say, or keep up with um, ICANN, the International Campaign Against Nuclear Weapons, the uh, wonderful Nobel Peace Prize winning comrades over there. (laughs) Never gets old saying that. (laughs) It's amazing. <laughs> um, I want to thank you both so much for joining me on the show this morning and wish you um, good speed as you travel across into the heart of the nuclear industry in Australia. That's Jamila and Crunchy on the Rad Tour. Thanks, Phil. Love your work. <laughs> See you later. Talking to Jamila and Crunchy just then out on the Radioactive Exposure Tour, the long-running RAD Tour that has been a part of the ACE Nuclear Free Collective um, here in Melbourne for quite a number of decades, I think, now. So um, if you want to keep up on that, as we said, stay tuned on the Friends of the Earth Melbourne uh, Facebook page or Instagram. That's at Melbourne, and you can see what's going on and the amazing uh, people and the amazing information that they are finding out as they travel around through the desert. Um, coming up uh, in the month, or in the next month, actually. Oh, no, it is April. I had to think about that for a second. Um, we've got the Earth Day action coming up. So we want to break the radio silence on climate change in Victoria. So emissions are increasing on Malcolm Turnbull's watch. So we need to make sure that at the state level, we start to see emissions drop as they are with the closure of Hazelwood Power Plant. But we need to keep those pressure up and set really deep emissions to make sure that we are good international players when it comes to our responsibility on climate change. So if you're interested in getting involved on that um we want to gather on sunday the 22nd of april at 1 p.m at o'donnell gardens in st kilda where we'll be doing a bit of action and if you're interested in getting involved um more in that you can catch up with the act on climate team um who meet on mondays at friends of the earth in melbourne Another Tuesday, another great day after a long weekend. Um, Thanks for joining me on the show today. Um, Coming up next, we will have the Indigenous Hip Hop Show. Um, 
And until then, I will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Next week, we'll have John Langer on the show and we'll keep talking all things environmental and social justice.